Welcome to the Korean American Parenting Podcast, where we share the idiosyncrasies, struggles, joys, and pains of being a Korean American parent, not just Korean or American, navigating the unique cross cultural challenges of parenthood. I'm Jerry. And I'm Jang. Join us each week as we chat with fellow parents and parenting experts about topics like academics, health, both physical and mental, and culture. And of course, how current events such as COVID has impacted all our lives in numerous ways. Our hope is that through these conversations, we'll grow together as confident Korean American parents raising confident Korean American children. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at Korean American Parenting. And be sure to share this with a fellow parent if you find the show helpful. Thanks again for tuning in. And here now is this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Korean American Parenting. And. Happy Father's Day. Happy belated Father's Day to all the other fellow dads out there, the granddads, and anybody else who plays the role of dads in our kids' lives. And so as we talk about, or as we, I guess, commemorate and think about what we did to celebrate Father's Day this year, we just wanted to share our thoughts on what fatherhood means for us, what fatherhood means for us in light of our own experiences of how the world has taught us to be fathers or to view fathers in particular, and how our two families uh, in our own similar and unique ways are approaching fatherhood and hopefully wanting to uh, share with you all sort of our perspective and our experiences and would love to hear from you on what this means, what this topic means for you. And so I obviously am a father of two. Jang's husband, Young, is a father of one. Our kids are about the same. I'll start off with you, Jane. Like, what does Father's Day mean to you and your family? And, you know, what do you guys do? You guys do anything to commemorate or celebrate? Or did it change the first, I guess, the first Father's Day after your your kid was born? Like, tell us about, and I'll preface this with, I think it's a 100% commercialized, capitalistic (laughs) hack of a holiday that doesn't really mean anything other than people can sell stuff and guilt you into making dinner reservations at places that, are always busy. So I'm not a big fan of these made up family holidays, but nonetheless, um, it means something to the kids and it means something to other people. So what, what, what does it mean for you guys? Does it mean anything for you guys at all? Not quite really. Um, I've tried to like give them cars and stuff, but my, um, like in our hustles, like, you know, mentioned like for Mother's Day, we're not really doing anything. It's about the same Father's Day. You know, the other day I was like, asking young like do you want anything for your father's day and he goes he goes i just did i just ordered swimsuit <laughs> so That's cool. um, yeah in our household we don't really celebrate a lot of things um uh, i think we tend to really focus on like gratitude daily <laughs> No, I think that's awesome. Um, and we always say, oh, we must be really satisfied with our daily living and not to like really want something all that much. But do you guys do anything? Uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I think those these holidays are weird, right? I, I think also both of our birthdays are in and around May and June. Mm-hmm. And so like my birthday is really close to Mother's Day and her birthday is really close to Father's Day. So it's like, well, shit, like, so we, we, we combo stuff together. We're doing something with my side of the family because my brother and his wife are here for the summer with my niece. And so we're getting everybody together for family photos. So that's a big family time. It is. 
But I don't know what we would have done otherwise if we didn't have this photo thing to convene us together other than maybe like, you know, have a meal or something now that we can. Well, did you used to do anything for your your parents for, I mean, I don't know, Parents Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day? Not really. I mean, (laughs) maybe a dinner outing or, you know, like it wasn't, I don't think so. And, you know, and I think as, as also children and immigrants ourselves, like when you come here and they're like, oh, there's all these new American holidays. And you're like, why? Because in Korea, we just celebrate one parent's day, right? So like, why, mm-hmm. why does mom and dad get a separate day? And what are you supposed to do? And and so I think even just the introduction of some of these American fake holidays are sort of an experience in and of themselves, like trying to figure out why we celebrate and what you're supposed to do. You know, sure, I think we send both grandmoms flowers on Mother's Day or, or something else. Oh, that reminds me. We have to go tell our uh, little sister-in-law who still lives in the same town as my father-in-law to go pick up some wine for him to give to him on Sunday. So getting presents? Yeah. So like, you know, presents or things like, you know, nothing really out of the ordinary. But I think this is one of those weird holidays where it is also equally important for the person gifting or planning the celebration as it is for the person receiving it, right? Because I think my kids, now that they're a little bit older, like, it's a big deal. They're like, oh, we get to celebrate Oma, we get to celebrate Appa. And you're right, like, you should celebrate each other every day. But it is a weird, um, not a weird, it is a interesting situation or opportunity. But you have a point. I was just gonna say, you know, as, as well, your son, but my daughter is four and a half. And so she does start she did start to think about like, it is Mother's Day. What does that mean? And Father's Day, what does that mean? And she's been talking about like giving presents. And I, I do, I would do want to kind of have her develop the sense of like, oh, it is a day to celebrate certain member of your family and kind of show appreciation. And so uh, we did make, thank you, that sign. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and things like that. And, and as she grows, I think we will do something more, a little bit more elaborate for her to remember these moments. It's kind of weird to say that, you know, I'm doing this for my child on the Father's Day. But I do think that these are kind of um, part of America that maybe I didn't really necessarily participate because my parents weren't here. And I want her to experience it as well. Yeah, it's weird because we're, and I don't think it was any different, to be honest with you, for somebody who whose parents were here, right? Because let's be fair, like most Korean immigrant parents don't have white American friends to learn American culture from, right? At best, maybe you work with somebody if you, you know, our, our parents have working friends, probably not. Neighbors, not probably good relationships there. I'm, I'm generalizing, obviously. And so you, as as kids or as immigrant kids, we actually have to teach our parents all these things too, based on what we learn and what we, you know, or what we think is the right way to do things. And so, you know, I, I think our being sort of this middle generation or sort of in between, if you will, it's an interesting time and opportunity for us to think about how do we continue traditions that we were not a part of? And also in the same breath, unlearning or just saying, F it, we're going to make our own traditions because who's to say these traditions were the right way to do it. So like, you know, we're doing a lot of unlearning. We're doing a lot of redefining in our generation on what 
everything means, particularly from a very conservative Korean traditional perspective. And so, you know, I think for, for those of you that celebrate Father's Day and have a big barbecue and have a big extended thing, like kudos to you if you don't celebrate it. If your fathers are not in your lives physically or otherwise, then, you know, it's also a time where you shouldn't have to feel guilty or anything by that because that's your own, you know, that's some perhaps out of your own control or or something like that, right? And and that's actually another reason why I'm not a big fan of these um, big made-up holidays because it's not for everybody and it does have a tendency to make some people feel left out. So anyway, I mean... What I would like for Father's Day to be in our household going forward is really not a day that is stereotypically, you know, I, I think in very, very stereotypical American media, it's like, you know, uh, buy that some stuff and leave him alone, right? Like it's his day. So like, let him watch TV and do whatever he wants for the day. And it's like, well, if, if that's what you want to do, sure. But it's also should be a time for maybe to do something as a family that the dad wants to do and the kids just have to go along with it. But yeah, I, I obviously, you know, I work from home um, here all the time. Older ones back at school now, so we don't have them around as much. Younger ones going to school soon. So, you know, the opportunities for us to do stuff as a family at home together are, are going to be few and far in between as well. So what does that mean? I don't know, but it is really interesting to uh, think about what Father's Day means, especially when the stereotypical markers of what Father's Day's activities are in American media, like grilling, you know, outdoors activities, may or may not have been things that we, in, in general, Koreans and Korean Americans may not have been so exposed to growing up in this country. Talking about like redefining um, tradition and kind of unlearning or learning new tradition, I think it's also about, uh, I, I think about that a lot about parenthood, but also particularly fatherhood, and especially where, you know, we're talking about Father's Day, um, because my husband, Young, and I, I think, have a very um, interesting family that we have on purpose kind of devised. Um, and it really works for us. But a lot of people that know us sometimes think that we're very, in quote, unquote, modern. And so in a way, to me, like um, this particular holiday, uh, makes me kind of think about like what kind of parent or father my husband is and how it really redefined for me what a father can be. And so uh, th that's been very important to me. Say more about the modern family part. Why, why would your friends say that about you guys and how would you guys define it yourselves? Well, so, you know, a lot of a lot of the listeners do know that I live out in the Pacific Northwest, very rural area of it. And when we moved here, I continued to work, but my husband, who was a corporate banker, it, um, chose to stay home. And so uh, for the past three years, three and a half years, he's been the you know, main caretaker of our child and the main caretaker of our house. <laughs> and on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, I, I work and he really manages everything else, including, you know, Somebody has asked me, like, oh, so he, he must cook a little bit. And I said, well, actually, he cooks every single meal of our uh, household. And every time, even though the friends who or even friends who know that he's the stay home dad get really surprised uh, that that's what he does. You know, so so in a way, like our roles are 
traditional roles are switched. And so people think that that is modern, in quote. I, I appreciate the sentiment, but I, I think that goes to sort of gender norms and gender stereotypes that we've been conditioned to think. You know, I was guilty of this one time and then I never did it. <laughs> but like... Guys, like when you're watching your own kid, that's not called babysitting. That's being a goddamn dad. You're not babysitting your own kids. It's not daddy daycare. Like you're just being. Oh, did you a call parent. yourself babysitting once? I, very early on in my in my fatherhood journey, right? And, <laughs> and I was reminded, like, that's your kid. It's not babysitting. Um, but but you know, like even things like that, where I think, what are we? What what have we been taught to think about a dad's role in, you know, the traditional sense? Look, like I'm guilty of it too. Like I probably can do, not probably, I definitely can do a better job with the division of household chores in our family, right? Like the things that I do that I pick up that I don't think about, you know, that Kyung is constantly thinking about to make sure that this family operates and can sustain itself. And so I think we collectively, extremely broadly, extremely collectively are doing a much better job than generations before in terms of what this means for all of us but you know still I, I think we just still have to be very open-minded too on both sides of people having to shift their mindset a lot to get to where we think we are from an open-mindedness perspective and redefining fatherhood and also sort of you know we still have a long way to go until where we want to get to the most open-minded the most accepting the most inclusive versions of these definitions of fatherhood that we put in our, you know, in our own minds, you know, for, for a while, at some point, when I first became a dad, I joined a lot of not too many, but a good sample size of Facebook groups that were geared towards dads. They were not Asian American specific. I don't think any exist yet. I don't think it would be wildly different. But it was just so toxic. Because it was very stereotypical, macho American dads, like not talking about the things that I wanted to talk about or just like, it's stupid and it's so stereotypical, but like the most popular post would be like, Hey guys, what kind of car do you drive? And it'd be like thousands of replies, but there wasn't any sort of like real true parenting sort of things. The only time where I felt like it was sort of okay to be vulnerable and ask silly questions I think I shared this on the show before was when uh, I went to this program called Daddy Boot Camp in Ann Arbor uh, a few weeks before our first kid was born. And it was literally a safe space where like, hey, just ask all the dumb questions that you probably shouldn't be asking other people. And I hope we get to a point where having those conversations become a lot more normalized, particularly within the Korean American dad community, where it's less about working, drinking, golfing, and more about you know, what are we doing to, to be better role models or what are we doing to better provide for our kids and stuff? Well, I mean, I think I do see a lot of um, actually fathers who are very interested in how to be a better father. I think the problem is that sometimes it's difficult to know how because it what you've known um, as a father figure has always been kind of tr traditional role um, especially in a Korean American household, right? So like dad goes to work, he comes home, has dinner, and then, you know, maybe he'll have TV time. And, and you know, on the weekends, he 
pulls out with his friends or, you know, things like that. And so, so it's hard to learn what you haven't been able to see. Um, I think that was definitely true for both my husband and my brother, who now has a kid as well. But I've seen them both kind of blossom as the kids grow because the love is there and they, they know that they want to be invested in their children's lives. It's yeah. just a matter of like, how do we get there, right? Um, what you want and where you are. No, I, I think that is actually awesome, right? Because I think the, I know many, many private conversations happen between dads, right? And in small mm-hmm. circles. Where, where I would like to see things and I'm not, look, I'm not trying to say I'm any better because I am terrible at many things and I am guilty of so many of the stereotype inducing things in my own life. But I, I would love for us to get to a place where it's normal for men or dads or father figures to talk about stuff that you see that moms talk about all the time. Talk about like what kind of diaper we, we need. Yeah. Or just, you know, like stuff, right? Like, Many parent groups, even the ones that you and I belong to on Facebook, generally lean mom, right? And I understand there is a comfort in talking to other moms and there is a space for women's issues and, you know, things like that that are, you know, specific to health and pregnancy and birth and postpartum issues. But, you know, I would love for us to continue to evolve to a place that just feels more like equal parenting partnership rather than hear the things that men are supposed to do and hear things that women are supposed to do. Because even though, as I shared before, I can do a much better job, even in my own family, like all these norms and all these uh, stereotypes and gender roles were devised when men brought all the money home. And yet, while we've evolved to a place where women too are bringing money home and working even longer or harder in some cases, what is that done for the redistribution of responsibilities or things that you care about, right? So like one part in our household that I am awful at is like kids clothes. Kyung was constantly thinking about sizing up and preparing for the next size and what we're running out of and what's getting smaller and seasonal things and what do we do with the old stuff? It's not something I'm thinking about. So like things like that and that adds anxiety, exhaustion, stress, worry to her that doesn't, you know, it's not top of mind for me. I can definitely do a better job of that. Well, I mean, I think it's about like, you know, playing to your strengths because yeah, I, that's my job in my household too. Like yeah. Young would have no idea. But at the same time, he's the budgeter. He, he is the grocery shopper, you know, uh, things that I, I just couldn't do the way that he does. So I think we're, I think in our household, we've tried really hard to figure out what are the chores <laughs> of life that is easier for me to do and easier for him to do. I, I think it's also about kind of like taking a proactive role in family life. It's not about like, you know, like if, if that's something that you have to do, but yeah. kind of figuring out what is need, what is needed to be done and then dividing it up. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying every, all parents should do everything together. Right. Mm-hmm. But there should be similar levels of work being done in different ways. That would be really helpful, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I think you know this is also how you build a better partnership with your partner, and so neither side gets resentful or exhausted, or and which I think, to be fair, I, I think it at least in my case, I don't want to put anybody under the bus, but 
I, I think when it comes to division of labor within children's activities or household things, it is really the dads who need to put a little bit more work or be more open-minded into the things that would contribute, right? And I think we've learned a lot. Many of us have learned a lot so much in the last year being stuck at home without the ability to quote unquote, go to the office or go on business trips or, you know, have social outings that were sort of par for the course. But yeah, I mean, with all that said, I think, you know, you run your family that makes sense for you with the acceptance and understanding of your partner and your kids. And, you know, if everybody's happy and feeling that they're respected and and they're voiced and appreciated, then that's good for everybody, right? Yeah, no, I think to me, so to come back to the Father's Day, I do think that it's a time, even though it's commercial, a holiday, I do think that it is a time where you can, whether you're a father or a mother or a parent or a kid, think about what it really means to be a father and how it's been a big part of your life. Or So I think I think it does give time to think about these things when you do have these holidays. And that would be something that I'd be doing this weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. It's not, you know... Um, business is always going to be business, right? And they're always going to think of um, capitalizing on businesses they probably shouldn't be capitalizing on. (laughs) I mean, look, I mean, why do furniture stores have Memorial Day sales when it's not supposed to be a celebration, right? We're talking here live on June 18th. And uh, now today is a an observed federal holiday in memory, in remembrance of Juneteenth. And uh, I actually sent out some work emails earlier to partners and clients and stuff and got a lot of bounce back saying, hey, we're out of office for Juneteenth. But one, that was super fast. So yes, the government can actually do shit if they want to. But two, <laughs> for everybody who got an accidental and unforeseen bonus day off today, like what are you actually doing to further the cause to educate yourself? Or are you just taking off early on a holiday because you can? And I think that's what Father's Day is too. To either remember your father that you don't have anymore, to think about how you can be a better father, or to just to celebrate. Again, every day we should be celebrating, but at least to take some time. And whatever that means, if you like to go out to your favorite restaurant, and maybe you couldn't go last year, this year you should. Or just stay home and, and do nothing. There's plenty of sports to watch. There's plenty of things to go to. But yeah, I, I, I think it's cool, you know. And I think for, for those of us uh, who are, well, your, your, your fathers are, our fathers are still with us, but you are a father yourself. Like it's sort of this unique up and down generation holiday or time to reflect on what it, what father has meant for you and what it means for you going forward. And so to all the guys celebrating out there and all to other, not all guys, but just anybody who plays a role of fathers in your, uh, in, in your kids' lives, congrats on a, in a year well done. And yeah, however you'd like to celebrate, I hope you had a chance to do that yesterday. And let us know how you celebrate and what things that you've learned or, you know, learned to evolve to or evolve away from as we unlearn and continue to reimagine and redefine what fatherhood means to all of us. I do hope that everybody ha- um, had a good weekend where um, father figures in your lives are celebrated and the lives are in general of families are celebrated. I do think that you know, as we going, we go forward in 2021, and life has been really hard. Um, I, I think that we should celebrate every each part of our lives. And fathers are a big part of how we come here. So with everybody, thank you for listening. And hope 
that we can meet next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Korean American Parenting Podcast. I want to thank our guest and for you for joining us today as we share our stories and our perspectives along our own Korean American parenting journeys. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Korean American Parenting. And be sure to check out our website, KoreanAmericanParenting.com, to learn more about the podcast, about us, and about our community. Please take a moment to rate and review this episode if you are listening to us on Apple. And share this episode and this podcast with a friend or two in your life who you think would benefit from listening to us. Thanks again so much for tuning in. We wish you all the health and happiness as we go along our parenting journeys together. And we'll see you next time on the Korean American Parenting Podcast.